This meeting is now being recorded. Hi, welcome to the DWK fourth quarter 2012 client conference call. This call represents the views and opinions of GWK Investment Management and does not constitute investment advice, nor should it be considered predictive of any future market performance. On the call today is Harold Collard, CEO and Chief Investment Officer, and myself, Scott Boffman, Vice President and Relationship Manager. After some brief comments from Harold, I will give a quick summary of the fourth quarter markets, and we will then spend most of the call addressing topics that are currently affecting our clients within today's markets. Harold? Thanks, Scott. Happy New Year to all, and I hope you have a healthy and a happy. So 2012 was a great year. No one expected it. Uh, I had said when Obama was elected four years ago that his constituency would be pressed those next four years and the economics would improve, which they have. Uh, We all have done well in an environment where the have and the have-nots have been separated once again. So we're still looking at the juggernaut in Washington, which is totally frustrating. But for me and for our clients and for those with capital, I believe 2013 will be very similar to 2012. Tax rates are high, tax exempts, income is tax uh, free, Dividend tax is only 20%. Capital gains tax is only 20%. So there's much opportunity, and the private sector is doing well. And I'll address those issues. But I think the important factor is, and I wrote it in my quarterly comments, which uh, I think are out today or tomorrow, that we cannot get bogged down with the ludicrousy of Washington, D.C. And we have to operate and behave and invest in the private sector and almost disregarding what's happening in Washington. I know that's difficult, but I think we need to do that. Scott? Yeah, thanks, Harold. So we'll take a look here a little more specifically at the fourth quarter. And uh, in the fourth quarter, we continue to see macro events command much of the market's attention. The quarter began with some uncertainty over the upcoming elections, as well as having to absorb the impact of Hurricane Sandy in late October. We also saw the continuation of the European debt crisis continue to weigh on the markets. With the election behind us in early November and everyone understanding the makeup of Washington, the markets began to turn a little more optimistic. The keys behind this optimism were improving signs in the housing sector, a successful leadership change in China, the Fed cementing its accommodative stance, and the hope that the fiscal cliff could be avoided. As the fiscal cliff debate heated up in the last few weeks of the year, so did the market volatility. However, the worst of the possible outcomes was avoided from a tax perspective as the Senate-led tax bill was approved and eventually signed into law on January 2nd. Through all these events, both the equity and bond markets ended the quarter flight to slightly positive. For the quarter, large cap stocks in the S&P 500 were down 0.4%, while small cap stocks in the Russell 2000 were up 1.9%. The bond markets, taxable bonds in the Barclays aggregate were up 0.2%, while municipal bonds in the Barclays 10-year index were up 0.8% for the quarter. Returns for the year as a whole in 2012 were quite solid. Equities led the way with both large cap and small cap stocks going up 16% for the year. And for the year, municipal bonds in the Barclays 10-year index were up 5.7%, while the broader taxable market, as measured by the Barclays Aggregate Index, was up 4.2%. More specific to equities, for the quarter, the economically sensitive sectors were the best performing. Those included industrials, financials, and consumer discretionary. This was the case for the full year as well, as financials and housing-related stocks in particular chalked up the best returns for the year. 
The energy sector impacted by decline in oil prices was the worst performing sector in 2012. For both the quarter and the year, value stocks outperformed their growth counterparts, led once again by value-dominated financial stocks. GWK's equity strategies were slightly down to slightly positive for the fourth quarter. The equity dividend plus strategy was down 0.8% for the quarter, but was up 11.5% for the year. Diversified equity uh, was up 0.4% for the quarter and was up 11.7% for the year. Our small cap strategy was up 1.9% for the quarter and 15.9% for the year. Our small mid cap strategy was up 2.3% for the quarter and finished the year up 14.8%. Small cap growth strategy was down 0.7% for the quarter, but finished the year up 13.6%. Overall, for the year, our quality bias within stock selections was a bit of a headwind as the markets in 2012 rewarded riskier names. In the taxable bond market, it was once again led by strong performance within high-grade and high-yield corporate bond sectors as investors were lured by relatively attractive yields. For the quarter, investment-grade investment bonds were up 1.1%, while high-yield corporate bonds were up 3.3%. On the year, investment-grade corporate bonds rose 9.8%, while high-yield corporate bonds rose an amazing 15.8%. For 2012, a 10-year Treasury returned only 2%, as rates ended the year modestly lower at 1.73%, having started the year at 1.88%. That's not to say the year was not without its volatility, as the 10-year Treasury got as high as 2.38% in March and as low as 1.39% in July. The mortgage-backed market was slightly negative for the quarter uh, due to increased loan origination, but for the year was up 2.6%. GW and K's taxable bond strategies were all positive for the quarter, with those strategies with higher amounts of high yield outperforming. This was much the same for the year. The core bond strategy, which does not have an exposure to high yield, was up 0.8% for the quarter and 7.5% for the year. The enhanced core and total return strategies, which have increasing weights in both high-yield and investment-grade corporate bonds, were up 1.3% and 2% for the quarter, respectively, and 9.7, uh, I'm sorry, 9% and 10.7% for the year, respectively. Our strategy with the greatest weight to high-yield corporate debt, our corporate bond opportunity strategy, was up 2.8% for the quarter and an amazing 13.2% for 2012. Finally, the municipal bond market was able to squeeze out modest gains in the fourth quarter, despite a sharp move higher in rates during December that reversed the post-election rally we saw in tax-exempt yields. Post-election, we saw heavy mutual fund inflows into municipals as investors anticipated higher overall tax rates in 2013. This pushed rates to 50-year lows by the end of November. It was at this point we elected to shorten the duration of our municipal strategy, as well as take some nice gains by selling some of our longer maturity bonds. As a result, We are a bit overweight cash within the strategy going into 2013, and we'll look to redeploy this cash opportunistically over the course of the first quarter. In December, investors began to move away from an overbought market while the market experienced an increase in new supply. This caused rates to retrace much of their November movements. It is worth noting that the fiscal cliff legislation left untouched the municipal bond tax exemption. There was talk of a 28% cap on tax-exempt muni income, but this did not get included in the Senate bill. As further negotiations go on within Washington around the debt ceiling and sequestration, we will continue to monitor this possibility. For the year, the muni market saw little in the way of net new issuance, as much of the market's increased supply was of the refinancing variety. The refunding issuance tends to be shorter than traditional new issuance and consequently cause longer maturity bond prices to benefit from a relative scarcity of supply. 
We also saw a continuation of credit improvement for 2012 as states reported consistent growth in taxes, decreasing budget deficits, a year-over-year decline in defaults, and the willingness to begin to deal with pension reform. With this, lower-rated municipals outperformed their higher-rated counterparts for 2012 as credit spreads tightened. The GWK municipal bond strategy was up 0.6% for the fourth quarter and was up 5.76, I'm sorry, 5.6% for 2012. The five-year municipal strategy was flat for the quarter and up 3.5% for the year, and our enhanced yield municipal strategy was up 1.1% for the fourth quarter and 11.8% for 2012. That sums up the quarter, I think, for the markets and really our strategies within that. Uh, we'll now turn the call over uh, to some questions we're hearing most often from clients given today's market conditions. Um, Harold, we'll begin with Washington. You know, what is, what is your take of the, the, the outcome, really, from the legislation around the fiscal cliff? Well, I, I, I began this discussion by saying uh, I don't know and I don't care. Um, and, yes, we'll have volatility as the ebbs and flows in Washington occurs. Um, since I don't have to be a politician and just an investor, it's an opportunity to just invest in the marketplace, knowing full well, my belief, that stocks will be higher and yields will be at this level or lower at year end. So I'm not going to get bogged down in Washington. I, I just, it's just, it's too frustrating. It's too unpredictable. And if Washington closes down for a portion of the time, it closes down. And I feel terrible for those who are impacted and psychologically it damages us, but not permanently and not long-term. But the two sides are just, um, there's just, there's no compromise, um, at, least, at least publicly uh, in any of their comments. So it's, it's, it's impossible to deal with it. I'm not, I'm not gonna think about it. I'm gonna invest and if markets change, it will take a full advantage of it. Okay, uh, thanks for that. Um, you know, one of the issues coming out, I guess, of the, of the legislation that uh, is going to be felt here right at the beginning is the idea of the expiration of the payroll tax holiday. That's something that seems to hit every worker in terms of a little bit less than their paycheck. Um, you know, is that something you see factoring into our outlook here for 2013? No. You know, it's, uh, I'm sure the consumer's housing industry is a lot more important for consumption than payroll tax. The housing industry is improving. Uh, people are feeling better about themselves. Um, job losses have stopped. Obviously, there's structural unemployment. Uh, I think if everybody watched 60 Minutes or saw the robotic show portion of it, you realize the technology is moving so quickly. It's not China anymore. It's our own technology that retraining has to occur, and there's going to be people who are structurally unemployed. But uh, Ninety-three percent of the people are employed, and if their asset value rises, i.e., their balance sheet in the stock market and their homes, they will spend money. So, no, I'm not worried about that either. Okay. You, you mentioned there a moment ago that you thought rates at the end of the year would be close to where they are now, and possibly even a little lower. You know, a lot is being written here into the new year about a bubble in bonds or the end of bonds. Uh, you know, aside from the headline shock value of a lot of these articles and, and, and headlines, do you have any merit to this thought or, or an idea behind it? I find it totally, absolutely confusing how you can have a bubble when you guarantee a positive rate of return. 
bonds the, the bonds have do not have a negative yield to maturity yield to uh, call anywhere along the line uh, yes they're low two two and a half three percent might be the yield to maturity but that's not a bubble uh, are they overvalued it depends upon what you use bonds for if you're comparing it to money market they're not overvalued I'd rather get two three percent than zero if you compare it to the opportunities in the stock market or real estate or other asset classes, they're fully valued. There's no question about that. Are interest rates going to go up? No. Is the short end going to go up because the Fed's going to go off hold? No. Is inflation coming back this year to hurt the long end of the market? No. But is the rates of return going to be like they have been in the past few years? No, because interest rates will come down and you can only get so much juice from a lemon, however hard you squeeze it. So, you know, it's been squeezed pretty good. But it's a great store of value. It's a great place to keep conservative money, liquid money, available for any other deployment. And it has its place in the, in the capital structure and the balance sheet of individuals. Okay. Um, one of the other questions we kind of get is, is more just general in nature in terms of, you know, what are our fears out there for interest rates, given, given some scenarios? Uh, a rise higher in interest rates, does that scare us down the road? Or, or on the other side of that, you know, a continual uh, uh, basically hold pattern here in a low interest rate environment. You know, what do you see as, as some possibilities in, in, in terms of our active management? What, what would you see as a, as a good thing or a bad thing in those scenarios? Well. You know, Scott, in 48 years in business, this is the rub that I always went into. Clients always want the value of their portfolios to rise, i.e. they want rates to fall. Truthfully, I always like rates rising, and although values fall, because we can buy cheaper bonds, and in the end we make more money for clients. My greatest fear, and I've said this for the last 10, 15 years, is deflation following Japan, and the long rates go down to 1% or less. This year, there was negative return on German bonds. There was not an 11th commandment that thou should have a positive return on assets. So I worry the rates continue to decline, and the rate returns available on debt instruments become diminished. Most clients worry about rates rising, and their bond portfolio is declining and their value is declining. And I try to teach people that, yes, there's a temporary decline in value, but we take a shorter portion of the portfolio, extend, buy higher interest rates, increase the income. I guess the analogy is if you owned a building and the building value was declining, but your rent roll was rising, are you happy? And everybody in real estate, sure, rent rolls go up. Sooner or later, the building is worth more, some multiple of rent exact same thing on bonds. I worry about income much more than principal follows income. Income is the determinant of the future value of bonds. Um, so my greatest worry is interest rates are going to fall. Uh, the listener's greatest worry probably is interest rates are going to rise. If they rise, we'll take advantage of it. If they fall, we'll keep on trying to figure out ways to extend and hold on to cash flow. And one reason we're using dividends so much in the equity income program, there's no there's no duration risk on stocks, and I think dividends are, are a good complement to bonds in this market. And I encourage our clients to put more money in dividends uh, 
uh, take money out of bonds. And that's a great segue. I think we, we'd like to talk a little bit here about the equity markets. You know, we've seen obviously a lot of macro events, it seems like each year, the past few years pop up and really kind of command the market's attention with that a lot of volatility, particularly the equity markets. You know, through that, what type of companies are we continually looking for here? What type of biases do we have in our stock selection? And, and, and you know, what is our outlook, I guess, following what has been a, a few nice years here in the equity markets? Well, I think the industrial base is going to do well. Uh, I think that the let me let me discuss the bifurcation between the bond market and the stock market. The bond market reflects the domestic absurdity, the debt structure, the 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 crisis in Washington. The stock market is a participant in the capital markets of the global market. The global markets are growing. China slowing down, accelerating. It's not stopping. China's big driver, or Asia is a big driver, South America is a big driver, uh, Europe is in, the, is in a difficult position, Southern Europe in particular, but the world is growing, there are more people wanting to be part of the middle class, it is a world that corporations in the United States will take full advantage of. Um, I suspect as top line growth slows or as it continues to slow, They'll have more mergers and acquisitions. And Dell's announcement of a, a leveraged bio, I, it, 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 I realized with the high-yield market so cheap, uh, rates so low, that there could be a lot more leveraged buyouts. Why wouldn't you? If you have all this cash on the books, either you sell the business and get rid of the general administrator expenses, the G&A, or you take the company private. And the old Mike Milken years, which I remember so well, and you leverage buyout, and you put debt on the books, and then you have your own company back, which is what Michael Dell's talking about doing. Um, but given the world, and if I owned a company in Europe or in Asia, given the value of the currency, I definitely would buy an American company. I think there's going to be a lot of M&A. I, I, in the industrial sector, I think it's going to do well. And um, I know I'm not going to start to cherry-pick where the opportunities are, the banking industry is so strong, they may not have places to lend, but their balance sheet has been totally restructured, and under the guise of the government, they can't give dividends or huge salary increases. So their, their capital structure is, is, is as strong as it's ever been. We have the private sector. You, I think the message I really want to leave is the private sector is in great shape, and the crap in the public sector is really dissuading people from investing. And don't let that happen. The public sector is going to find its way through because it will. These people have to come to some agreement sooner or later. But the private sector with entrepreneurs, liquidity, capital market, accessibility, global growth will continue to do well. And as I've written the last two, three, four times, we'll look back and see why the market went up these next three, four years. And those who wondered why they didn't participate because sooner or later, of course, we'll address our entitlement issues. Uh, but when we do, that the market will always already be up significantly. Well, it seems to be a great place uh, maybe to, to draw a close to this uh, quarter's client conference call. Harold, I thank you. Um, and we thank you for your continued business. Uh, we wish you a healthy and happy 2013. And as always, we here at GWK 
uh, are available for any questions you may have. Thanks, Thanks. God. Thank you.